Hello and welcome to Ops in Lockdown. This week we'll be talking to Joe Burton and Rebecca Davis and we're talking about all the challenges around being made redundant, being furloughed and having an abundant workload in Covid times. So this week it seems only apt with everything going on in the world right now to um, have a topic that is fundamentally about empathy. Um, We've tried to look at um, the session topics based on the things that are important to us in the jobs that we do. And it would be totally remiss of us to not include a subject about the thing that's dividing us all so much at the moment. And maybe talk around some of the issues about how we're gonna undivide that at the back end. Um, I make no, um, no secret of the fact that my my sole intention of doing these sessions is um, just my contribution to try and make sure that we come out of this situation in a better place than we came into it um, and that's through developing our knowledge um, developing our network and our community which I'm really happy that I've had so many people say how they've connected with people through this group already thank you for or doing that it takes a lot to approach people that you don't know um, especially in this kind of format and um, so that community development but we also need to be better people at the end of it and and particularly today and over the last week I think that's even more important that we come out of it more developed as humans more empathetic and 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 more fit for purpose in terms of how we interact with people in our day-to-day -day lives at work and throughout. So this session is about furlough, redundancy and abundant workload. So I, I have no knowledge of furlough and redundancy. I am in no way, shape or form have a right to an opinion on any of those things. So I um, have been contacted over the last few weeks um, directly or indirectly by lots of people who um, who have tackled things in different ways. So I, I looked at who floated to the top in, in the furlough category and, and the redundancy category. And I've mentioned Joe um, before who kindly offered to help me on the um, admin kind of side of what we're doing here um, a couple of weeks ago. Now, um, Jo's situation was that she, and I hope saying, she, she got a job, a new job, just before this happened, but was not employed on the date that you had to be employed to be furloughed, and and so unfortunately, and had, you know, and I think she'll she'll be saying a bit later. Obviously, the company had to let her go, so Jo's been made redundant. And then on the other side, Rebecca, who was senior ops exec at Maddox. Um, has been put on furlough. So we're going to be having a chat. We've had, we've, the three of us have agreed to be quite raw. Um, and the reason I'm having this chat with them and not with the people that work for me is because that would be totally awkward. Um, <laughs> um, but some of my team are on this call. Um, and I do think we just need to be raw and open and honest because none of us are in this situation. Um, having wanted to be in it and we're all feeling certain ways and here's a good chance for everybody else to see what the other side of it hopefully come out of it with some empathy and more importantly um, from our pre-call 
um, I came out of it with knowledge that I did not know before. Um, and will it certainly prepares me for what's coming next better. So I'd like to introduce Joe first. Hi Joe. Hello, hello. How are you? I'm okay, thank you. Thank you. We're all a little bit warm. <laughs> and Rebecca, hello, how are you? Hi, uh, yeah, good, thank you. Okay, we're going to dive straight into it, okay, with, with the question that um, is probably, possibly one of the rawest of, um, are you envious of those not in your position right now? And over to you, Jo. Um, I suppose it's a yes and no. Um, so those that were furloughed rather than made redundant, then yes, definitely, um, financially, um, and the job security around that. Um, hopefully those that are furloughed have something to go back to. Um, am I envious of those that are working all the hours, potentially picking up um, extra work because of team members that have been furloughed and managing homeschooling and their worlds colliding and all of that? No, no, I think that's a pretty tough gig. You've got. What about you, Rebecca? Yeah, same. Yes and no. Um, I think, I mean, when you're furloughed, you do have to realise you are in a bit more of a fortunate position because you hopefully do have something to go back to and you do have just been honoured with what feels like a sabbatical, which we'll no doubt be kind of dreaming of in a few years' time again. Um, but yeah, I, I wouldn't want to be one of the ones who have businesses who are fighting to keep it afloat or trying to think of new ways to redirect or diversity. Um, so yeah, no. <laughs> I, I have to say I really am at times so envious. <laughs> and it's something I really struggle with because... Um, because when I'm also looking at my team on who are some of them are on furlough, I'm not, when I'm talking to them, I'm not envious at all. I kind of sit there and go, if I was in that position right now, I, I think I would definitely be struggling, particularly um, how, how long we're, we're going on with this. You know, it wasn't like a six week stint, was it? It's kind of, we're looking at, you know, another wave really of, you know, what furloughing and redundancy looks like and, and when we go back. Um, but yeah, I I do struggle a little bit with the envy side. It's something I personally need to work on. Um, I'm knackered. Um, I think, and I think most business owners are. Um, and the hard thing is that our teams can't take that offers either. Even the ones that are working with us, they they can't they can't take some of the stuff offers that we need to be doing to underpin our businesses. It's just you know, it's just not possible. So I think it is a moment in time, I've spoken on all these calls before about um, how we need people to be ready when the time comes. Um, and I'm going to jump around on the questions because this kind of leads to a question I was going to ask more to the end um, in terms of what a return to work looks like. So what does going back look like um, for you, Rebecca, in the first instance? You've got any concerns? What, what do you think we're going to be looking at there? Yeah, I mean, I'm personally quite scared and nervous about returning to work. 
Um, for many reasons, but I think for me, my company has kind of moved a lot online and I don't have any skills in that sector whatsoever. Um, everyone's kind of hosting webinars or virtual events and it's just a complete skill gap now. Um, and then also personalities are going to change as well. So although I was very close with my colleagues, it feels as if you might have to build those relationships back again. Um, mm. And also pace. I don't think I could quite cope with it. I think I would need to ease myself in quite gently. Yeah. How about you, Joe? Yeah, well, I think I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to going back, whenever that may be, and whatever guys that is in. Um, and I think you hit the nail on the head with the fact that we've all got to be ready and raring to go. Um, and it, it's, you know, our, our responsibility to those that are keeping our industry afloat, keeping their businesses alive, that when we do come back, you know, we, we've learnt all about any new legislation that's coming in um, and we're just there as sort of as their team to come in and support them because they're going to be weary. It's, you know, it's going to be it's been a long road for them. And if, it, if we're coming in in silly season, hopefully there will be a silly season and mm. they're going to need that support. Mm. We were talking um, before about um, the nearest or nearest um, uh, situation that might be similar to what um, someone returning off furlough or redundancy might be. And Joe, you likened it a little to how you felt when you came back off mat leave. Can you, um, for, for anyone that hasn't been on mat leave, um, kind of describe some of the some of that feeling some of those things that your employer might well need to take into account in a kind of return to work situation yeah I think well again this is a personally but I had I had two mat leaves two a year each time so you know a considerable time away from work um I think going back there there's an automatic lack of confidence you've been gone for a year you don't know you know what, what's been going on um and I found I struggled a little bit with, you know, the tone of things, how I got emails, how people perceived me. Um, so I think employers have to be aware of that. There, there's going to just be people returning with less confidence than they came away with. Um, capacity for stress, uh, extra fill inbox didn't used to be an issue. And then you go back after mat leave or, and suddenly an inbox, it, it can be quite stressful. Um, easing people back in and understanding there's going to be a period of readjustment. Yes. I, I hope that that, that that is behind um, the government's uh, situation on returning to work in a, on a potentially part-time basis, that we can kind of have that return to work period. I have a feeling they didn't do it for that reason. But I certainly think um, with our seasonality of our events, and business owners and employers really perhaps should be thinking about a longer period of return to work on a part-time basis to almost get you back in the groove of it. When that came out, Rebecca, did that, um, how did you feel about, um, you know, what, obviously I don't know your personal circumstance, but the government announcing that, did it, did it alleviate any concerns for you? Um, yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, I think with the government, with them kind of releasing details step by step, it just means um, kind of one negative of, of it is that your company don't necessarily always kind of inform you of it. So there is kind of a bit of a communication gap there. Mm -hmm. um, 
and you don't still really know what guidelines your company may still follow. Um, but um, at least just some sort of clarity has kind of eased the pressure slightly. Yeah, from, from a business owner point of view, it's certainly offered more options um, because we were, we were obviously thinking we were kind of, um, it was a all or nothing. Um, and, th and that was quite, quite hard as, on the other side of it as a business owner, when you're looking at budgets and, and everything to go from full whack to nothing, nothing to full whack. It's a, it makes that decision point really hard you know, at the point where you go, yes, I can, I can afford to pay all of that is a, is a big, is a big chunk of money. Whereas if, if you're looking at the bottom line, um, and, and kind of going, oh, actually, you know, we could bring somebody in on half that financially it's brilliant. And I'm hoping that knock on effect as kind of secondary effect to that is that some of this return to work um, phasing of you know, getting things back in, in the rhythm um, might be worked through. We've got a quick question here from Katie. Hi, Katie. Um, do you think bosses should prioritise holiday for those who haven't been furloughed? What do you think, Rebecca? Um, tricky one. Um, I've actually been kind of made to take my holiday at present so obviously to split it because we can't return to work and then all of a sudden take two three weeks off in the second half of the year it just wouldn't be a good business model at all um and I don't need that time off because I've had 10 weeks of it I probably wouldn't be inclined to take much anyway because I would just be wanting to work want to then keep keep up um and kind of be involved again yeah i don't i don't know if they should prioritize what about you jay got any thoughts on it i would say yes that you should prioritize those that have been working over those mm. that have been furloughed um i think however much those that are furloughed don't want to be in that situation none of us want to be in that situation there has to be understanding that they are working on a day-to-day -day basis and don't really know how holidays look at the back end of this year I can I can see I can vividly see a picture of myself passed out on the sofa on Christmas day I can I can guarantee that anything else I've got no idea um <laughs> I think it's a really tough one because you know I have some close friends that have raged at their um at me not specifically at me but you know I was in the in the space um about their employers making them take holiday when they're on furlough and um and just from my side you know, you know we do have obligations it's a really as with many things this situation's just ripped holes in all kinds of stuff and and the nuts and bolts of it are that business owners literally cannot afford to pay you out of your holidays this year <laughs> and probably next year either you know the the businesses are so hamstrung right now or the majority of businesses are hamstrung that to pay somebody out of their holiday would just cripple them 
and and I think so from we're talking on the other side of things I definitely ask anyone to to take that into account um, it's just the nuts and bolts of of trying to keep a business running and and going and and normally a lot of people can be protected from that raw truth of it but that's it but nobody can nobody can really afford even the big companies big companies got big financial problems and they're not going to be able to afford for most of their workforce to be paid out of their holiday days at the end of it either. I think that's just savage. But um, I, I do. Coming back to the clear, clearer question there about prioritising holiday, I think we're probably going to need to because, as as business owners and employers, we have to protect the mental health of those people that that um, maybe have been on it. You know chugging away and it's it's as equally hard for them to be taking holiday now as well i know i'm certainly um struggling to get my team who aren't furloughed to take significant enough holiday because um we because it's easier to switch your phone off and your computer off when you go to a beach for a week it's not so easy to get them to switch their phone and computer off and they take a week off at home. So you can't even kind of force that situation either. It's a tough thing, really tough. Great question. Cheers, Katie. And straight out the bat as well. Amazing. Right, so um, ideas, please. How do we ensure that empathy reigns in this situation? We don't all come out of it as a divided community. Um, and I'd really uh, welcome any ideas on the chat here as well. So Joe. Any ideas? Um, I think acknowledging it first and foremost. Um, there are going to be divisions and there's going to be potential resentment bubbling away. And I think then communicating effectively about it, being honest and raw and having really tricky conversations. Um, you know, like we said, none of us chose to be in a situation. We're all going to bear the battle scars, you know, when we come out of it, be it financial, emotional, mental. A duty to each other to make everyone aware of, of how the other party is feeling mm. and try to understand and I also think we need to make the time to have those conversations home it can come back to bite us in the bum you know when we're on site and things are tense and so, you know it just someone nips and says something well you weren't here for three months in the summer so how do you know so I think it's important to make the time to, to have those yeah, tricky conversations yes oh god that's gonna be awful because mm -hmm. i just hear myself saying it as well the, like if i'm being totally raw with myself like when when we're under pressure which is what we hope hope to be um that's exact that's exactly what we need to guard against isn't it what about you rebecca any tips on that one <laughs> any idea can you not all think through that over the next few weeks and come back to us with a solution <laughs> Yeah, I think, I mean, everything that Joel said, really, and I think you just need to keep an open mind. I think, certainly myself, as soon as you're in a stressful situation, you kind of go in on yourself, you shut the world out, you think that your problem is the worst problem in the world and no one else is dealing with it. Mm. You can't do that right now because everyone's suffering, even people who are perhaps feeling totally secure in their job they may have lost a loved one. And it's just, yes. you never know what the situation is that someone is going through until you ask. Um, mm. and 
Yeah, we actually, I think I experienced this quite firsthand yesterday. So we've, um, we uh, have uh, decided to move out of our office. Uh, we, we were luckily out of lease uh, when this all happened and we found a, another um, solution, um, which is just across the road and, and we're gonna work things a different way. Um, and so we brought back our office manager yesterday actually to start making that happen. And she's kind of come in, she's like, right, I'm gonna get to this point by the end of the week. And some of that, that work involves me answering questions and deciding on things. And I'm like, whoa, back off. <laughs> like you've literally walked in, it's, it's 12 o'clock. I can't cope with this. And, and it took us, I don't think we're even there yet, it's, but it took a whole afternoon for her to go, you're not there, are you? <laughs> you're, not, you're not where I thought you were. And likewise, we had a real deep conversation about some of the reasons, some of the uh, emotions that are tagged up in what she's had, which has been on furlough for only a month, actually. Um, say only a month, it's like four weeks, a long time. Um, she was saying that uh, the thing she had the biggest struggle on was the total loss of control. So all of her decisions, all of her control had been taken away from her. She, not just in the work sense, but in the wider world sense. So we're all dealing with a loss of control. Like, you know, we can't go to the shops exactly how we used to. We can't, you know, go and buy a car like we used to. We can't, you know, there's so many restrictions, but she's, she also said the hardest thing was she couldn't go to work like she used to. She, she had no control over her life whatsoever. Um, and so she was coming back to work it was almost like she hyper controlled um, and I and I wonder I mean not clearly controlled things anyway so I think I think definitely being honest about around some of those conversations is going to be really important um so Andy Paul when do event companies start to re-employ staff with so much uncertainty about when events will start again yeah <laughs> So you know what? I think we're another couple of weeks away, aren't we? Um, I've just come off uh, the event recovery group call um, and there's no timings. There's no dead cert timings there at all. If I were putting money on it, I'd probably say in the next two or three weeks we'll get a go, no go um, for the first part of the autumn. And that's hoping the organisers will scramble, scramble something together and get a show out the gates um, in enough time. Um, Yes, I, I think it's going to be the same, a different answer for everyone. Um, have you got any view on when you're thinking you might be going back to work at all? Or is it just on the never, never? Yeah, I mean, I'm due to go back start of July. Um, but that was obviously kind of the date before the new extension was kind of announced. Um, so it could still change and um, employers actually only really need to give you 24 hours notice before you go back. Um, so it could be any time, but as you kind of mentioned earlier, anyone who is on furlough is doing a service to their employee. So if my company were to extend my furlough, I wouldn't have any resentment because it is such a financial burden, that salary that they don't have at the moment. So. If it was extended, I wouldn't cry about it. Mm, yeah. And do you see any uptake in the job market at all, Joe? 
I, I haven't looked. Sorry. I'm going to be honest. No, I haven't looked. Um, yeah, no, I haven't. Um, I, I think no. I, I think we're, we're all just in the same boat at the minute, and hopefully, I've, I've kind of got everything pinned in, in on autumn. But I think that's also to do with all the schools going back and personal childcare situations and things. Like autumn, mm -hmm. I'm, hope, I'm hoping for autumn, but if that shifts, it shifts. Mm, yeah. So Nicola's put on here a really um, good um, comment actually. Uh, so there's possibility people still working are picking up other people's work with no real understanding of how to do it. And uh, they may not have done it like the furlough staff would have and they may get things wrong. So when they come back, there would be resentment or could be resentment. There needs to be a be kind attitude we all need to adopt to protect working relationships. I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, we are totally the wrong industry for somebody else to do our jobs, aren't we? <laughs> I mean, that's got car crash written all over it. Um, yeah, I think um, we, we certainly benefit from having a company-wide project management tool, kind of going back to, I think it was the second session we did, we use um, a system called Basecamp, and it means that we can, we can easily move work between people, but like you say, regardless, someone will do it differently than another person. And I think um, we're gonna have to apply that just to the whole industry because none of us are gonna do our best job this autumn, are we? Um, we're contractor, venue, organizer, supplier, anything. We're, we're not going to ace this one, I don't think. How do you think we're gonna cope with not acing stuff? Die. I don't know. I, I kind of feel like if I, if I get if I get let back out, I want to ace it. Like I've had time. <laughs> I've had time to do nothing. No, I've, you know, I've had time to prep and ready, and 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 I'd like to go and well, ace it as much as I can. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, we're not. We're not. I don't know. We're not going to do things that we can't pass by. We don't do, we don't do that. So mm. we'll do the best that we can in the situation. Yeah. See, one thing that uh, we talked about um, before, Rebecca, was about particularly relevant to you is um, when you go back to work, going back to what your company have been doing while you're away, um, and whether that's that potential change of role even then, you know, does ops look like what it used to look like, or are you, is part of your role now virtual? Yeah, I think it will become a lot more <laughs> like technologist really um, and yeah. so I have been having catch-ups with my head of operations she is a web developer at the moment and she's enjoying it because I think us as ops people perhaps do enjoy being a bit more multidisciplined um, and yeah. we kind of like being practical and um, but yeah well it will be strange but you just have to take it on, but I'm not good with technology, so that's what <laughs> neither am I, which is why I'm cursing myself for saying that swear word earlier. Because do you know how long it took me to edit out the word beep from a previous session? Two hours, two hours to edit one word. I was like, this is not my forte at all. If this is what my this is if this is what's coming to us in terms of virtual events, yeah, gonna be a dustman. <laughs> I can't go. I mean it was horrendous. If you just see me, actually, 
if if I'd have just recorded myself last week and just shown it as a as a clip on this whole session, you'd have got it all. I was literally couldn't breathe properly. I was learn learning new editing software, like having to deal in attention um detail stuff that I'd never normally do, and it was it was horrendous, absolutely brain meltingly horrendous so I definitely think it's on our list I think after this we'll do a what to watch and it's definitely going on there that kind of just shift in in your role slightly and send you a bit personal share there um okay so um this is one that you guys um perhaps are not going to answer but one thing that i thought was very relevant what's going on at the moment and we're kind of running out of time but i need to fit it in is um zoom we are obviously doing a lot more on zoom um but what we're really recognizing with the team that um are, are working and those on furlough now is we don't know what the tells are so in our office one of our team members tabs is brilliant at kind of looking at um stress you know signs signs that somebody's not okay and kind of what for that person is a tell that they may not be coping very well and we've realized we don't have that on zoom we don't know what the zoom version of that stress tell is like you don't know that my toenails are not painted do you uh, whereas in the office, if my toenails were not painted, somebody would go, is you okay? Shall we make her a cup of tea? Um, those kind of things. So we need to, I think we need to be adjusting because when we go back, we are still going to be on Zoom a lot more than we were before. And I think it's another key area we need to be working on. Any comment on that? Or is that just me doing a monologue? <laughs> I wonder whether we could again it, it, it's going back to being raw and open and honest um, and whether it needs to be almost like a traffic light system whether you just hold up whether you're green amber or red today mm -hmm. and you know how I'm feeling not particularly great um, but I think we're, we're all moving towards discussing mental health more openly and maybe you know Zoom will help that along the way yeah yeah, and actually it's part of the reason why I'm I'm quite open about it. I've kind of meddled in my soul about this, you know, being a woman and strength and showing feelings and, and emotion and, and all that kind of stuff. And sometimes, um, you know, you can, some people could you look negatively on you being so open or blatant with how you're having a meltdown on the weekend because you have to take a word out of a thing. But I think it is more and more important, right? We have to be more brave and honest and just go I'm not okay and then and the worst thing is on zoom you don't get anything back <laughs> like oh god um so maybe we need to be more giving as well okay right we are so out of time already thank you so much you guys have been brilliant thanks for being so honest and open um I'm going to make it my mission to put on the uh, site afterwards and I could do with your help as well, if that's okay, and anybody else's, um, about what the key areas are that we're gonna keep an eye on for the autumn um, and perhaps what some of those solutions might be. Cool, thank you.